Do 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 Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to episode 32 of the Switch Mania Playcast. The Smash Asode. Smash Asode. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Where there's more salt to go around than we need. <laughs> so much salt. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh my, and the salt that they're referencing is obviously the um, the Smash announcement, which I'm sure we'll get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, as always, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. JP wants us to stay on time to the point where I have a timer today. Um, yes, we're going to do it. <laughs> so let's First see. Um, so as always, Switch Collector's for sale, HagensAlley.com. You can check out the Switch Collector or Switchopedia.com, either one. Um, five star ratings are always appreciated on Apple Podcasts. Uh, so let's go over to the Ring Fit accountability, JP. Yes, I'm gonna start. So I actually have been keeping up. I didn't yeah. get to exercise as much as I want to, but I did get two good days in. Um, which means that in the game, I'm level 12 right now, I'm halfway through world two. Because, like oh. I mentioned last week, the way that I've been playing is I tend to go back just like an RPG, I'm, I'm grinding, I'm leveling up. And I did the exact same thing this week where every time I signed in, I actually went back to World 1 and I went through all the levels at least once to, you know, get the heart pumping and whatnot. And then I would go back into World 2 and continue on the actual uh, story mode. So, so I'm about... What resistance now. do you have it on? It, um... Is 20 an option? Sure. Does that sound right? I don't know. I don't know, but the reps are normally around 20 to 22. Okay, yeah, because I was like, man, if you can go through the entire first world every time, you got a higher endurance than I do. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, the first, like, the very first level, you're just running, like, 0.34 miles. That That's, like, a light jog. Then the second one, to be fair, you can either fight the enemies or you can jump over them. Sometimes mm-hmm. I jump over them because I kind of just want to get the running in. Um, but whenever I'm in World 2, like, the actual world that I'm I'm playing through, I will fight all the enemies. And now that I'm unlocking more of the abilities, like I just unlocked the um, I, the one that you mentioned where you're twisting left to right. And I also mm-hmm. unlocked the, uh, I think it's called knee press, where you're kind of like kicking your feet up or your knees up uh, to the rhythm. Yeah. So I unlocked, I unlocked a few new ones. So those tend to help out a little bit because they take out more of the enemies and they're not as strenuous um, as like some of the other activities that they have. But yeah. I'm still enjoying the game fully. I, I love it, and it's, I'm de- definitely going to be keeping up with this one. And you don't unlock the um, the exercises for the world. You unlock it for your levels. So as you level yes. up, you unlock it. So I unlocked, like, Warrior 2 pose, which is, like, twisting oh, wow. your shoulder and your arm, which is it's really easy, actually. Um, mm-hmm. There's another one where you're twisting your arm and hand. Um, so... I mean, it's not bad. Um, so for me, Monday in in world, uh, I, th- I think I'm in world what four four or five now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was squat day brutality. <laughs> so I do that. T- I'm still doing the 12 minute exercise, but I only did it on Monday. And on mm-hmm. Monday, it had me do air squats, um, burpees, push ups, like a bunch of crazy stuff. And so I was toasted. And then when I did. Um, Ring fit that night, it was leg day. And I'm going versus these four different, you know, deities in the in the world. Um, mm-hmm. And the first one was, of course, the leg deity. So I was sitting no. there 
getting destroyed. I had to do squats. I had, and I was like so exhausted uh, after that day with the double workout mm-hmm. that I took Tuesday off. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. It's, it's a real workout. I mean, it's you. It's good. I mean, that's why I like it. And we, you know, we talked a lot about that last week, but it's just. You know, it's not just a game. I mean, if you really invest yeah. time into it and you take it seriously enough where you, you, you're challenging yourself, where you're because it's smart. You know, it always says like, oh, how was you know the last time you worked out? Do you want to increase it? Was it too hard? And I like that. And I try and be fair with that. Like, I don't want to make it easy for me. I want this to actually be a workout for me. Well, um, and the one thing that I liked was is in this world that I'm in, and I think it's world. It's after the world of Sporta. So I'm pretty sure it's world five. Pretty sure. I could be wrong, people. Uh, let me know in the comments. Um, but um, there is a leg workout evaluation or like a robot that does an evaluation of your form um, mm-hmm. in this world. So you go to this little area and it's all leg workouts. And this was right after the leg workout brutality, by the way. So Wednesday, it was leg workout evaluation. And it shows how deep you go on your squats and it gives you a, a grade from like 1 to 100. And to get 100, mm-hmm. I almost had to touch my butt all the way on the ground. That's how deep I had to, I had to squat. Um, but what's cool is is that it allows you to do targeted exercises. So instead of going back to World 1, JP, you might be able to buy, I'm going to do an arm workout exercise. So you do the mm-hmm. arm evaluation or leg evaluation. or And I think you have to beat a deity to unlock each one because I have only have the leg oh. one right now. Um, but it also asked me that same day, do you want to increase your difficulty? <laughs> I said, sure. So I think I'm at level 26 or 27. Um, wow. And that's not how many reps. It does like double the reps. Oh, um, yeah. No, yeah. I, I think you mentioned you were doing 40 at one point. Some ridiculous amount. Yeah. yeah. That's, I will say, though, that um, I, I finally unlocked the very first mini game where you're turning, where you have to like smash the bots. So you're using the ring to push in or out. Yeah. And then like you have the hammers. And I, I really like it. I didn't, at first, I was like, oh, this is a cool mini game. And then by the end of it, I was like, wow, my arms are really getting a workout. And <laughs> you, you don't even realize. It. I mean, that's what I like about it is that, like, I'm not a runner. And normally on a treadmill, I could run, but I get bored, so I stop. And even outside, I, I run to the mailbox, and there's a new package, and I can't even make it all the way because I'm just like, ah, this is too much. and It's not worth it. But, like, in the <laughs> game, you don't even realize that you're running. You're just, like, looking around. Like I said, you know, I'm trying to shoot the deer and jump over things. And before you know it, you've run a mile already. I'm like, this is this is great. Like, I, I love I love the virtual running, you know, so to yeah. speak. I did some real what? running yesterday too, and I ran three miles around uh, the park over here, local. Mm-hmm. So, and my daughter got a bike for her birthday, so we rode bikes the last two days. Yeah, yes, happy birthday to your daughter. So, so what Barry, uh, did you yeah. jump in? Did you jump in? You've been quiet. <laughs> well, you guys are just having a ball talking. I figured I would just let you guys do it. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't get uh, the time I would have liked to have gotten because it took several days for my feet to actually heal um, from the last time. I was sore for until about Wednesday, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, "All right, I'm just going to give it a day or two after that, just to see how things go." I don't want to be, you know, like those times when you're injured and then like you feel better and you're like, "Oh, I could totally just jump back into it," and you re-injure yourself. Like, no. Mm-hmm. You, I didn't want to do that. It wasn't worth it. Um, move, mobility is important to my life. Yes. So I, I guess so. Give it a little time. I might. I might. I know there's a way you can play it where you don't actually run in place, but you still do like all the exercises of the fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I might actually switch that to play it just a little bit um, to get back I, into it. Probably. I did not know that was an option. That's cool. 
Yeah, that is and an option because not everybody so, can jog in place or like they're in an apartment yeah, that's building. A good point. You know, they you didn't know the people downstairs. Mm-hmm. So there there is, I believe, that option where you still do all the exercises for the um, the battles and all that. You just auto runs for you. Oh, I think that's great. That they give that option. Yeah, so, and I had quite a few people actually. Uh, reach out to me this week about my ring fit postings because i've had a lot of guys ask me because they know i work out and they know my Mm -hmm. background they're like hey so is it a real workout so i've had a lot of guys that have bought the game now because of that um they've been enjoying it and then the other side was is i think it was Derek andrews hit me up which he created a game on the nes called the legends of aulia which is like a Zelda-style mm-hmm. game. Um, he hit me up, and he thanked me for bringing him onto the game, and he's enjoying the workouts and everything. It was really cool. That, nice. So, like, people are, you know, paying attention to us playing Ring Fit and showing our accountability. You know what I mean? And, I, and if you want something else cool, on over the weekend I had posted, you know, like, hey, everyone, make sure you're, you know, doing Ring Fit with us. And I tagged a certain somebody who actually responded back and said, you know, glad you're enjoying the game. His name is Tyler Scowcroft, and he is the voice of Ring. Oh, jeez! Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because you know, I I was like, how do I tag you know Ring Fit? I can do the hashtag Ring Fit Adventure, and then I went on to IMDb, and I see like they have a few voices, but it's like all on the credit, and then finally you just see this one person, Tyler, and it says Ring, and I was like, well, that's awesome. Like you know, someone associated with it, and he was on Twitter, so I'm like, you know, I'm gonna tag him, let him know we're playing the game. And he liked it, you know, retweeted back, and I thought that was great. I'm like, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> the Good. guy who's like, victory! And it's like, yes! <laughs> Talking about how, how sexy your sweat is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Xbox sexy. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so crazy though. But yeah, it's it's been fun. It's a cool side workout and No Time Barry did show up this week, so that's good. <laughs> but um so so the next piece on the agenda that I um that I put on the um housekeeping was I did check out the Pokemon Mystery Demo that we talked about mm. last week. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. <laughs> That's well, the irony. About it. it's, it's just okay. So I, I played it, and I put in the notes that I'm spoiled by the length of the Dragon Quest Eleven demo, because mm-hmm. like by the time I got into it and running around, um, it was over. Like It's like, oh, you can continue to run around here, but you can't progress mm-hmm. any further. And I barely leveled up. I didn't get to learn anything but it's it's basically you're walking around on a on a you know procedurally generated dungeon um going Mm -hmm. off on an adventure and basically you run into enemies and you just tap the attack buttons the different attack buttons like an rpg and then they come at you on a grid base just like a strategy game would do and you go through and you you it's real easy. Um, I basically felt like I was tapping A a lot. You're really overpowered, just like you would expect from a Pokemon game. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's not like it's bad. It's just that the demo was too short. You know what I mean? So well, how long I mean, would you say for the actual like gameplay, not just running around at the end, but how long would, was the demo, you would say? Maybe an hour. 
Okay. It's not terrible. Yeah. I mean, you have to look at it like Dragon Quest Eleven. It's like eight hours. Like, oh wow, that's like the whole game. It's like no, the, the game is like a ninety plus hour game. Yeah. Like you know, it's eight hours for a reason. And honestly, that eight hours doesn't even scratch the surface of what the game has to offer. Uh-huh. So of course, you're you're not going to be able to get the same level of of quality in terms of a demo like that you, you know mm-hmm. a, a, normally a demo of a game that maybe six seven hours is not going to give you a four hour demo it's not going to give you half the game mm-hmm. so the fact that at least the save data transfers over is the thing i'm happiest about because i love when demos do that you don't have to start over you get to you get to kind of work on it a little bit in advance um only a few game demos do that but i it's becoming more and more common mm-hmm. so when you finish i guess what you can do and then it says you can continue you can't even level up in that area it's just walking around or you i didn't just play the demo, walk so. around so it's you like, can probably okay. grind i'm sure you can grind in that area yeah like you can i'm just, sure it's gonna be slow but you know. yeah it's like super slow i think you can go like back and like test something or like mm-hmm. going to a different area yeah i pl- so i played it for an hour and five minutes i was looking up on my uh, parental app mm-hmm. Yeah, I played it for an hour and five minutes. <laughs> so, so does it make you want to play the full game though and continue though? I don't know because mm-hmm. like it seems like it might be a little too easy. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that is kind of how Pokemon is, but I feel like if I'm gonna put my time into a full Pokemon game, I still need to play, you know, actual Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. So, yeah, I don't know. But, but here is the um the bonus and the benefit. Of what I did was I actually played that on my extra Switch because for mm-hmm. Christmas I got my daughter the Pokemon Switch, um, mm-hmm. so I have my other Switch Lite, the blue one, and I actually had that sitting there and I just loaded the demo on it and played it real quick. Um, so mm-hmm. that's actually a good thing because now I got my other Switch sitting on the dock so I can do my Ring Fit. So, uh, so, so I your your old Switch is now pretty much just a Ring Fit machine. Right now it's just a ring fit machine and, and a way for me to sit on my big TV and, and play. So I have like a dedicated handheld and a dedicated console version now, which is kind of funny. Nice. <laughs> All because so I don't Barry, want to pull it off. Qu- question <laughs> yes. for you, Barry. You have played the these Pokemon games on the Game Boy and the DS, right? I played the original, which is the remake of this, but it was so long ago I never finished it. I was going to say, do do you remember the beginning of it? Like, do you see the differences that they've done? Do you like, does it trigger something, or is it just I like mean, this is a brand new experience for you? The the artwork is obviously improved, and it it's it pretty much feels like a one to one remake in the same sense of like Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. But Makes but sense. when you're dealing with Mystery Dungeon, <laughs> you're always like like Jeff said, you're dealing with. Uh, the dungeons are always generated. Yeah. And because of that, you're never going to get the same dungeon twice. You're going to see the same assets again and again, but it's always different dungeons. And that's the way the, all the mystery dungeon games are. And mm. they are they can get very, very difficult. And uh, depending on... I think I think Pokemon Mystery Dungeons are a little bit more simplified versus like Sheeran, the Wanderer, stuff like that. That game's but, hard uh, as hell. That game's hard. <laughs> yeah, Sheeran is very hard. <laughs> oh um, my God. So, so it's... And and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I I kind of hope they continue doing this because I, I think a lot of people missed out on the mystery dungeon games, and mm-hmm. uh, and in reality, uh, it's just it's just nice to see them go back 
And I, I've, I, don't, I don't mind remakes of older, older games like this that need a fresh coat of paint. It's mm-hmm. much harder to play Blue Rescue Team on the GBA now for the standard person or, or than it is for, you know, collectors. No big deal. Oh, I've got a ton of, you know, GBAs. I could just pop it in. But mm-hmm. for the average Joe, they're not going to go out there and get that just to play this one game. So I think it's great that it's, you know, getting back into the limelight. And hopefully this means we get a brand new Mystery Dungeon adventure afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so. Sounds good to me. I mean, and that's the thing is, is like supporting something like that's a good idea just for the fact that we may see more reimaginings and things of other different Mm -hmm. games that we may or may not like. Like it's, it's just one of those things where support it and then we can, you know, get more of a good thing. Yep. There's a ton of great games in Nintendo's backlog that if they got that fresh cut of paint like Link's Awakening uh, Um, would be awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely think it's time for them to touch into the Game Boy catalog and start bringing some of these uh, franchises back and series and... Or even just collections. Yeah, no. um, The last piece of housekeeping, which is a good segue, JP, perfect, you always set Mm -hmm. me up real nice, Um, (laughs) is is that I, I got in the newest issue of Switch Player after we did our 2020 predictions, and they actually had a really interesting article in there, which is my favorite part of Switch Player Magazine, is that they the opinion pieces and the different articles, and not just like game reviews all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one where he talked about, um, and it was the main editor-in-chief, he uh, Paul, he talked about mm-hmm. um, going through, and because of Link's Awakening now, hopefully we're going to see stuff like Oracles of Ages and Seasons. Oh, and, yeah. and that's another Game Boy remake and just how amazing would it be to see them use the same assets of Link's Awakening, the same style same engine and give us you know, oracles and you could do the third game give us the third game, yeah or they could just do the third game and tie it into the other two as a bonus or something or I don't know well I remember with Ages and Seasons you had to play one and then trade you know, with somebody else for the other one to unlock certain things, I'm like, I would love to have a definitive edition where you get everything in the game exactly so you so you know you beat one and then maybe it it you just select the second one that's on because it's all complete on cards that's the goal so you have that option maybe or just <laughs> something that just incorporates the game where it's just like i don't know maybe just you like octopath traveler almost like you kind of well, like the chapters it's or you, you can, did you ever play them I've, yes uh which one yeah, i did yeah you, did you play them both and did the connectivity mm. No, I played, yes. I think, Seasons. You put in a password. The, the, the connectivity, what it did was it pretty much got you, on the surface, it got you items, like Bigger mm-hmm. on Sword, it got you, I think, Bomb Chews. Like, it got you items you normally couldn't use. But mm-hmm. the main point about the connectivity is it actually canonized your first playthrough. Yep. So you, so stuff was referenced, like if you did Ages and then Seasons, stuff you did in Ages is actually referenced in Seasons, and when you get to the end and you fight uh, General Onyx and you beat him, it counted as you already beating uh, Ver- uh, Veronica or something like that. I forget the, Veros- the Ages. <laughs> yeah. It's something with a V, but you, you beat them both, and then you go into the true final boss, and you yep. see more of the story because, oh, wow, both generals have fallen now. Um, mm-hmm. we got to do a new plan. So it it's not just like, oh, yeah, it's one game to have them both. I mean, one game to have them both in the same sense that you can go back and forth would be wonderful, but you really have to do it. One adventure takes place after the other, and there are some scenes where characters, are, I believe, are only in one game, and then they, they actually go to the other game because mm. you're done with it, and you see more characters 
character backgrounds and, and more story. I think there's one with like a pirate, a skull pirate. There's more to the story. If you do like ages first and then seasons, you see more to their storyline. So yep. it, it would be awesome if they did put it all in one cart. It would be great if they brought back the third game, which I know like the third game was when it was scrapped. Some uh, elements of it were put into ages and seasons, um, mm-hmm. but it would be cool if they did make a third game and, and tie it all together. Or like, like you said, Jeff, um, release it as the third game. When you beat it, you unlock ages and seasons in that same style, and then you can play all three. There you go. And I mean, I mean, the, the only thing is, though, is me being the um, Zelda head that I am, I'm like, but why couldn't we just get Link to the Past like this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got Link, Link Between Worlds. That, that was your version of it. <laughs> yeah, but I want that on the Switch. <laughs> now, if they did Link to the Past, would you include the Four Swords stuff, like the Temple of Four Swords? Because they oh. kind of already redid for, uh, Link to the Past with added stuff on the GBA. Give us everything. I want everything <laughs> and all things. Like, I'm just a, a Zelda happen. fanatic. <laughs> I am too, so I'll take it. I'll take whatever Nintendo gives us, Zelda wise, and they promise <laughs> us one every year, so I'm happy. Yeah. Happy camper. Um, so that's good. I think it's time to to go into the episode. What do you think? The the game of the episode. Yes, let's yeah. do it. Dang, man, we're moving along today. That's All right, great. so Every, everyone's like on track. So, what is the game of the episode, Barry? It's new Super Lucky Tail, which, which I played quite a while ago at this point. <laughs> but I'm so interested to finally get to talk about. It. <laughs> Amazing. So let me uh, lay the wallpaper here. Um, so new Super Lucky's Tale, and before it, Super Lucky's Tale was developed by Playful Corp. Used to be a Microsoft exclusive um, to both Xbox and Windows, um, and basically. They released the new Super Lucky's Tale uh, with the Switch with a nice little partnership in 2019, unveiled at E3, which people that were a fan of the first one lost their mind a little bit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, is that it's interesting because it's a 3D platformer a la Mario 64, um, where you go around uh, in smaller levels and you Mm -hmm. collect pages in this case uh in each level but what's cool is that there's different aspects so you have a mario 3d platformer level and then you have a 2d platformer section then you have Mm -hmm. an auto runner section and Mm -hmm. that's all in every world every world's themed um everything harkens back barry to a hat in time when we talked about it just done better (laughs) yes it does (laughs) And, and i say done better but super lucky's tale on the Xbox, um, I played that, and it was a little clunky. All of that is gone in New Super Lucky's Tale. A lot of the levels have been redone, uh, simplified. So I noticed specifically in the first world, because that's what I pr- primarily played on the Xbox version. And there's some sections in some of those open world levels that are just easier to get around. There's less air errors um it's more the puzzles are more simplified and the level's easier to find your way around collect things um to the point where it made it an overall palatable experience an easier experience and more fun experience mm-hmm. um and it was really interesting i don't know all of the differences between the two um but it was super super fun um and that's my main thing 
Um, a lot of people say there isn't enough new here to warrant a second purchase if you own them both, but I mm-hmm. argue that um, because of the fact that it's so much better refined in this Switch version, um, regardless of the graphical changes or whatever that they have to go through for the Switch. Um what about since Barry played it the most and really didn't even have to go through it as much as we both did, JP? Um, what mm-hmm. are your thoughts, Barry, going through? Uh, go mine. Uh, well, I was very excited to play this because I did get the Xbox One version and I did not play it. <laughs> but I have, <laughs> and it just didn't have the time. And when when this was announced at E3, I got rejuvenated. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I'm really gonna play this. And uh, as I mentioned in other podcasts, uh, or other episodes, um, it, the day it came out, it came out with a hat in time and Leighton. And I was like, oh, man, what a, what a day. Um, so I actually picked New Super Lucky's Tale as the first of the three games to play. And I'm glad I did. Uh, I definitely feel that our hat in time episode would be very different if I played hat in time first. Um, but I and, and same with ukulele, actually. I think that episode would be a little different. Um, but because I started with New Super Lucky Tale, I, I just fell in love with it instantly. It wasn't, you know, I, it's not the most challenging game in the world. It is definitely a more relaxed, kickback kind of game. But it was a joy to go through these levels. And, yes. and I went in very much blind um, because, again, I didn't play the original. And I expected every level to be like Mario 64. So that first level, I was like, oh, this is Mario 64 kind of deal. I love this. And then when the second level was different, I was like, whoa. Oh, we're doing 2D now? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my God. And it brought that <laughs> double jump that I felt was sorely missing in ukulele. And I was like, oh, man, this feels so good. Yeah. And then the auto runner was like, wait, what? Okay. And it, it just it kept you on your toes, so you never knew what to expect. And those little puzzles in the overworld um, I found entertaining. I think the thing I didn't like the most was those maze levels, um, like the labyrinth-type levels, um, just because – it kind of gets frustrating sometimes where you like you need to get up a ramp and you just miss the ramp and you don't have enough energy you know uh, <laughs> momentum so you got to back like those ones I could have done without and the, the very last level well you know I, I stopped doing those altogether like the more challenging ones I'm just like mm-hmm. no, this is not worth my time um, well, well Barry but, there also was me uh, live streaming with those damn yes. puzzles and, yeah, that was <laughs> and I was sitting here trying to figure out these puzzles and they get harder later on. Yes, they do. And I was able to figure them all out, but like trying to live stream that stuff, it was like annoying because I'm like, man, I'm gonna keep doing progress, but I can't figure out the simplistic grade schooler puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so one thing to on. note too, Barry, if you did play the Xbox version, is that the camera angles have been changed in the game. So I there used to be that. like fixed camera angles in the original, oh. um, and it was tough to judge your your jumps. But now jumping is like pinpoint accurate. So I think that's the hat and tails why this is the definitive edition is that it's fun to jump in a platformer. It, it just the level designs I feel were, were really good. And there was this, there are challenging parts. I, mean, I found some of the bosses challenging. I found the last boss to be, be much more difficult than I expected. Um, <laughs> call you know, it, the call that phases. the uh, a whole new world thing that uh, JP and I went through. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of reminded me of like if you ever play like Banjo-Kazooie, like that game is pretty much a breeze until you get to the final boss. And the final boss is, you know, Gruntilda's like, whoa, hold on, like the difficulty ramps up significantly. Yeah. 
And that's how I kind of felt with like has multiple phases and, you know, I, I died multiple times and each time I restarted it, I got a little bit farther, a little bit farther until like the very, you know, the time I beat it where I was like, it was down to the wire and I just happened to win. I'm like, oh man, but it was such an accomplishment. I know some people probably listening like, what? I did that on my first try. That was so easy. No, I, I did not. I did not. Oh, but, uh, you know, I found it, I found it to be a good level challenge. Now, did you say you didn't beat the after sections? Like, because after didn't you beat all of it, yeah. So, so basically, after you beat the end boss, there's you go into like a, another town and you get um, all these different three different guys that have different sections to go through. There's the retro '80s style uh, Miami Vice uh, neon level platforming levels. Um, <laughs> there's a bunch of different types of stuff, and if you beat all that, though. You, they actually give you another ending. Yeah, I heard that. Did you Ooh. beat all of it? I did. I did beat all of it. So I See, the, it was it was the labyrinth levels that just started to grade on me, and I was yeah. like, all right. <laughs> uh, so JP, how far did you end up getting? I'm in World Three right now because oh. I've been going for the 100 percent challenge mm-hmm. where I and the first two worlds perfectly fine, 100 percent, and so far on World Three, I've done. A number of the like the puzzle games, like where you jump down the sewer, like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but you jump down, you do like the, the statue puzzle. I've done a few of those. I've done a few of the actual levels, uh, but I'm on World Three right now, and I've just been having a blast. Like I thought the same thing as you earlier. Just like I really like the variety between like the auto running, the 2D, the 3D. Um, it just it keeps you entertained, and the characters are just so funny. Like I'm. I'm bad with remembering names, but like the in the second world, you have like the hick worms, yeah, <laughs> uh, squirmies or something. And my God, it, it like I was like, you know, they could give rabbits a run for their money. I mean, they are just very entertaining. And I love like when you're trying to get the band back together. Yeah, that was like, a fun one. That was actually yeah. the last one I just did. <laughs> and and you know, you say like the the levels may be a little bit smaller than like Mario, but. You know, when you look for everything, because you want to get all 300 coins so you can get the extra page. So that's the first thing is that I, I'm trying to collect everything. Each level can take you like a good 15 minutes for me. Like, yeah. um, aside from like the all run, which just doesn't let you do that. I mean, it, it's purposely designed to go fast. But for the most part, I was spending an average of like 10 to 20 minutes per level trying to find everything and just taking my time. And the world, the levels are so detailed. And it's just it's just a really fun game. The, the bad guys are entertaining. You know, you you end up liking them as well and their personalities. Oh and yeah, kitty litter. Yeah, <laughs> the kitty litter. But I, but I mean, I'm I'm a fan of this. Like, I'm I'm very sad that we're moving on to the next game because <laughs> that's our rule. But <laughs> like, this one is going to be in my Switch still, and I'm I my goal is to beat it, and I don't want to just rush to get through it now to just no. say like, oh, I completed. I I really want to a hundred percent this. You know, buy all the the different outfits and just get you know finish every level to completion like that's my goal so however long that takes you know if it's a little bit each week that's fine but like this game will be completed i mean that's that's a must for me because it's just I, I it's did, such a um, good game i read or heard somewhere that you can't get every outfit because one of them was a pre-order bonus yes I, and you know what at the time i had no idea why people were getting upset about that and now that 
I played the game and I understand what the outfits are and how you get them with the coins and you yeah. can't. I, I can understand. And that is a disappointment because I think if you had pre-ordered the physical, you should have been able to get a code for that. It shouldn't have been just a uh, a digital uh, exclusive bonus because to yeah. me, that just doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, There's no way why you couldn't just put that in the case itself or even you know, through retailers, a lot of times receipt. you'll pre-order the game and then they'll, they'll email it to you or they'll put it on the receipt if you pick it up. Yeah, I hope that changes in the future. I hope maybe even at some point it just becomes like a free, you know, download, which could always happen. Um, but, you know, aside from that, I'm OK. You know, I won't not having that is not going to make me feel like I don't have 100 percent of the game. But, yeah, that would have been nice to just be able to have everything with the physical. No, no let me ask you guys this. Uh, and I know your 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 answer is not going to be um, definitive, JP. But what would you say yeah. so far as your favorite level that you've played? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, he says, her. I have a bad memory, <laughs> and, and so what, what levels do I remember? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will say that the I do like the one with the band, mainly because I like how they split it up into three different sections, and I thought that was smart. And I actually like the, um, there was one that I just did. It was uh, a 2D platforming going up, where you have to hit the switches to open up the, like, the planks. Yes. And mm-hmm. I just thought it was, I, I I had a fun time with that one because it wasn't that long. And, you know, the game overall, I guess to us, really isn't that challenging at this stage. I mean, the puzzles aren't that difficult and getting through the game isn't. But I just found it to be really enjoyable just climbing upwards. I don't know why, but I just really liked it. And, yeah, I would say that those two are probably like my two favorite levels so far. And then I think in the I think it was the first world. I could be wrong. Could be the second. I did like the auto run level because I tried maybe 20 times to get 100% because I kept <laughs> not jumping on the right, like, three enemies to get this one um, hidden page. So I kept yep. missing it. And because you can't go back, I have to keep doing the level over and over. And I think I hated the level at one point, And then I just grew to love it because I invested so much time in it. So those are the ones that I, I like so far. But each each world, there's always, like, that one level that I just really enjoy. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jeffrey? So I personally, I liked a lot of the after game content. So all the stuff after you end up beating the end boss. And like Mm -hmm. like I was saying, those retro 80s Miami Vice, Grand Theft Auto Vice City stylized levels. I just like Mm -hmm. the the music in it. The graphical style just looked really cool. And they were a little bit of a challenge, which I was looking for throughout most of the game. Um, Mm -hmm. Because like I died a lot in the original on the Xbox because of frustration. Like, like it was frustrating. There was no frustration in this game, so I got through it really fast. Um, but I really liked a lot of the challenging ones and going against a lot of the bosses a second time with a harder version. That mm-hmm. was cool. There's three different bosses you have to fight um, with a harder version, and they're still not that hard, honestly. Like, it wasn't as hard as the end boss, the harder versions of the bosses. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But um but yeah, those are my favorites. Um I still need to go back and finish all the levels in the um tropical island stage. Um I kind of blew through that one and just I went and did all the side stuff and it allowed me to fight the boss and I kept going and I didn't do any levels. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to I I will say one interesting thing is you don't have I mean as far as the first three worlds, it doesn't seem like you really have to play that much to unlock the no, boss don't. gate. Mm-mm. You don't. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty interesting because I was like, oh, I only did like three levels and I found like, you know, the or like two levels and I found all the puzzles that give you like one page. And I'm like, oh, 
I already unlocked it. I could technically keep going. <laughs> yeah, I like that because but, it, it allows you to pick and choose what you do. And you could, like, like Jeff, you can always go back. Yes. See, it's interesting. Neither of you said my favorite, um, although I don't think JP hit it yet. And that um, is the carnival stage. Oh, the carnival I stage love was great. The carnival stage. As in the ghost oh, world, right? Yeah, the ghost world. I love that it was just so open. You could pick, you know, and do all the different activities. And you, you had to do them all, but you could do them in your own order. And all the activities were unique and varied. And it really felt like you were in that world. Like, I thought that was just the most well designed of all of them, personally. Yeah, you had to, like, search around in trash cans to find a, a ball to give to the <laughs> one dude for his mom. And then when she do that, she opens up the Ferris wheel. Ferris and, wheel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, I love that one. That was that was a good one. I forgot about that one. Damn. <laughs> That's what happens when I don't play a game for, like, a week. <laughs> a week. I, I a week. I played it since last year. That's <laughs> just a week. <laughs> I'm telling you, I gotta, I gotta talk about games right after I play them, otherwise I forget. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking crazy. So, um, uh, is that about it? Do we, we should give our recommendation if we said all we want to say. Yeah, I, I think recommendation's fine. JP? All right, Barry, you you go first uh, since you played it so long ago. Yeah. Uh, no, I honestly, I. I absolutely think this is a must play if you are a platformer fan. Um, I know that, you know, I mentioned this in the ukulele impossible layer and the uh, hat in time episodes. And I still stand that new supers like a tail is more enjoyable than both of them for me for the 3d or the 2d aspect. Oh, definitely starting to hat in time. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it just, to me, is a more enjo- that doesn't mean it's the hardest game because it's not. It's just no. to me the most enjoyable of the three, and mm-hmm. uh, and I wholeheartedly recommend it. So my turn. Um. So with mine, it's a uh, <laughs> nope, not my turn. <laughs> I was like, my like, turn, and Jeff's like, so. I was waiting, and JP was sitting there, and so I'm just a polite guy. I don't like to interrupt. <laughs> Why don't you go, JP? Go ahead, JP, no, 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 interrupting no. Panda. Right. <laughs> well, I would say after, after playing it, I can absolutely see why it was on Nintendo's holiday list of games. You know, it was being advertised everywhere, and I can absolutely see why it's justified. I think it's a great platformer. I think it has so much to offer in terms of gameplay, and I would highly recommend it for anybody that likes Mario or just likes those type of games because... You're going to get your money's worth, and it's also a fun game for the family, if you have a family. Um, <laughs> so I would highly recommend it. And it has a lot of replayability, I think. If you don't, I would say 100% the game, you know, off the bat. Um, so, yeah, I would highly recommend this, and I would say everyone should get it. Absolutely. So um, with mine, if if you noticed when I posted my picture um, of my collection when I redid it, um, it's in my top 40. So this mm-hmm. is definitely a top-tier Switch game. Um, it's not my top five, but it's in my top 40. It's definitely worth owning in everyone's collection, worth playing for the Switch. It's the definitive edition of the game. Um, whether you want 100% it or just play an enjoyable platformer with multiple different aspects to break up the monotony, a little bit of puzzles, rolly puzzles where you have to roll the little marble um, mm-hmm. which was Barry's fair part with mazes. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and little totem 
puzzles where you have to slide them around, which are designed for children but are difficult for some grown men. <laughs> difficult for people like me who just can't understand them. I just like that Barry was on there talking smack, and I was like, man, I feel terrible right now. This is great. <laughs> but... That being said, though, all of those aspects work really well together and make for a well-rounded game. Uh, definitely a must-own for Switch owners. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, our next game, are we still going to go with what we talked about uh, last week? With, with I'm game for it. So, I hope so, because I just pulled it off the shelf and I'm holding it. So, our, <laughs> our next game, hopefully uh, JP is still on the same track as us, Barry, um, is uh, Luminous Avenger 9 IX, uh, which yes. is a Gunvolt Chronicles game. Um, and basically, it's by Indie Creates, and hopefully all listeners will join us on this adventure in a Mega Man-like uh, 2D 16-bit style game aspect. It'll be mm-hmm. a good time. So we should say where this came from, though, because I don't know if a lot of people are aware that this got a physical release. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they missed their chance, they actually have a second chance to get it. But this was distributed through Limited Run Games, yep. um, and it's actually going to be available in Best Buy. On It got pushed back, it looks like, just a few days to February 4th, I think, right now. Okay. So it will be available in stores. So if you want to pick it up physically, you'll have your chance in, what, two weeks. So you can hear about what we think of it in the meantime. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just like New Super Lucky's Tale, uh, my version of Loomis Avenger 9 or IX does not have a manual. So if the Best Buy one has a manual, that would be worth getting it. I'm uh, sure no. No, it doesn't. If, you mean the one that you got through Limited Run Games? I'm saying the one that comes in Best Buy, if it's different, it may or may not be. No, it won't be. It's gonna. It's distributed, so it's um, from what I've seen so far, it's the exact same cover. There's not going to be an alternate. And the limited run games one doesn't have a manual, so I don't believe the. Yeah, so um, I said it doesn't have a manual. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't think the Best Buy one's going to be any different. Okay, um, so yeah, so basically uh, that's the version to get. But it's uh, I've been playing a little bit already. It's fun. Um, <gasps> you and started it'll be already? Great. Of course, I was done with Super Lucky's Tale. All right, okay. I'm assuming that Barry's probably been jumping into it too. Nope. No, you waited. Huh? <laughs> I have not. <clears throat> no time, no. Barry. No time, Barry. I, I am close to finishing the second. Trails of Cold Steel. Oh. So when I finish that, <laughs> still going through that. Oh no, yeah, it's it's big. It's, I still have the third game to go, and the fourth game hasn't even been translated yet. <laughs> it's it's a big story, um, but no, I, I plan to finish the second game and then play this before jumping into the third. Nice. Yeah, I um I spent I I fired it up a little bit. Realized I'm terrible at it so far. Um, so I got to figure some stuff out. And I actually was playing uh, Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest as well on the NES during this <laughs> week. Now, um, did you when you played? Did you play Gunvolt uh, Zero Striker Two? Um, I have not played through the others. Oh, okay. So this is your first Gunvolt game. Um, I played a little bit of the first one when it first came out on the Switch. Yeah, well, the, the first one, the first one is Gunvolt, and Copen mm-hmm. is there as like a Proto Man style character. The second game actually lets you play through as Gunvolt, and lets you play through as Copen. They go through the game, and they see different things. It's like simultaneous, and uh, I found Copen's gameplay amazing. Which, and that's the reason why this one's not called the third game because Gunvolt's not in it; it's Copen. 
And uh, <laughs> so I'm really do, do JP and I need to play the first two games first? It sounds this, like this is technic- this is technically the third game in terms of storyline, mm-hmm. but you don't need to know all that story. It's just like, hey, if you like it, go back and play. But keep in mind, the first game, Gunvolt plays very differently than Copen. They have different mechanics. And if you play the second game, you can play just as Copen if you want to run through that way. But in order to get the true ending, you have to play through both. Oh, my. And but I will play this one. It's, it's quick. It's like you know, like a Mega Man X game. Like You could breeze through Mega Man X right now if you wanted to in like in an hour or two. So you think we can beat this game in the week? Oh yeah, I, I would assume so. We'll, we'll first, see, JP. <laughs> the first two I beat, you know, within you know two days. Two years later, I'm still working on it. <laughs> still working on it. Two of us. I mean, we gotta have a I'm, quorum I'm here. Sure it depends on the difficulty. Like I'll be playing it on more on the easier difficulty just to enjoy the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna play it on easier too, and I was, and it was still kicking my butt. So this would be interesting to see if we can. Oh get... boy. <laughs> Well, then I don't know if we could do it in a week. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I might just not be that great at it. I might have to practice a little bit, too, because I've been Go out back of play. To the first two games. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to be playing Luminous Avenger, so it should be fun. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> More games. And then this will be one of the first ones that I pull off of my bottom seven off my collection, and either it goes up or it goes down. Uh. It goes down. And that's what we'll talk about during the episode. I, I will literally talk about like whether it's going up or down once I play it. It'll be nice. fun. It'll be fun. Um, so should we go over to pickups now? Yes. All right. Pickup time. So I did a, um unboxing of the LEs for Turok 1 and 2 that I got in the mail. Um, I'm jealous of you. And Liminar Games liked it and retweeted and all that fun jazz. Um, <laughs> there's a bunch of negative outbursts, I guess, from during the time when they released Turok because you know they released a couple games close to each other, but it really wasn't like it was weird. It was <laughs> yeah, it was it was a whole thing. Um, but, I did see that, but like to me, those Ellie's weren't that expensive, and mm-hmm. these cartridges that it comes with because it you know comes in the 64 boxes for Turok 1 and 2 and they have metal cartridges of both games and they're heavy they're real heavy like the boxes are super heavy when I got the whole box man I'm like what the hell did I order and it was literally just those two games um really cool items though definitely going with the rest of my retro switch uh releases and besides for those two, I also got in a Battle Princess Madeline Royal Edition. Nice. In the mail. Um, which is, to me, the way the developer wanted to release the game in the first place. It is. That had some controversy around that as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, announced it. I mean, we talked to, I think Barry and I talked about it. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I still that. don't have in my PS4 backer edition that I got from the Kickstarter. Really? But, that oh, came in. Yeah. I don't have that. But I have I bought you know the Switch <coughs> version when it came out in Japan, um, yep. And now yep. the Royal Edition's more action platformer, Ghosts and Goblins, which is what his daughter liked playing, and mm-hmm. why he made the game. Um, so it's not this whole large Metroidvania style with with chip tunes and retro style graphics. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's not that aspect now. It's it's literally streamlined. It also comes with a manual. So yeah, yeah. So it's like and it's thick. weird. It is a thick manual. Um, yes. That might be a game for us to add to the uh, the playlist eventually, and maybe we play both versions. Um, mm, that'd be that, interesting. That would be fun because I played played through some of the first one. 
I would like wanna... to do a comparison. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. I, I played through the part of the first one too, but if you want, I could see if, if Chris wants to come on for that episode and and we could have some interesting conversations. Exactly. Yeah. I think that would That'd be, be awesome. a great idea. So maybe after Luminous, we'll jump over to that. Um, or if we're done with platformers for a while, maybe we'll skip over for wait, wait, wait uh, for an iteration or two. Um, I still haven't gotten the the new one in yet. Yeah. yeah. So. We have, we have time, but we still have to play through Luminous Adventure anyways. Um, and I would say that JP's recommendation of in the future doing Gigantic Army would be a good idea. Yes. Um, yeah, so that might be a good palate cleanser from platformers. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows, people? Uh, we're, we're a, we're a playcast here. Um, if we can get through Luminous Adventure in a week, then maybe we can get to Gigantic Army. Um, yeah. <laughs> who knows, man? Baby steps, guys. Who knows? Um, so besides for those from Limited Run Games, I did finally buy a Stern Pinball Arcade, um, mm-hmm. and I and then I bought a game called Grip, which is a racing game. Yes. Um, yes. Which, which one did you buy? Uh, Ultimate Edition? It's, yeah, it says the Ultimate Edition, and it was like $6 or something. Wow. I don't know. I remember it being on sale. I don't remember it being six bucks, but if you found it for that much, good job. I, I don't remember. It was, it was local, though. Um, oh, okay. So interestingly, um, on the Stern one, Stern Pinball retweeted my my post that I did, but they wrote "No rub love for pinball?" question mark and put a frowny face. I don't know what what does rub love mean. Uh, <laughs> no rub love for pinball? Well, question we're mark. gonna find out. Let's I asked them what it means. Doctor Google pinball oh. rub love. This is going to be funny when JP pulls up some porn sites. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have no. Wait. It has a couple of rub marks on the. No. I, I have don't no know idea. What that means I maybe it's a mistype. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so um. So JP, uh, did you get in anything outside of me I, or Barry? But we'll go JP yeah. first. Well, I don't know what Barry got, but I did get. I got one that you got, which was the Battle Princess Madeline Roll Edition. So I'll take that out. But this week for me was Limited Run Games Week because I got in today Wonder Song um, from Greg Lobanov. And I actually just did a tweet size unboxing of this because I've never played this before. I'm sure I've watched the trailer, but I didn't realize how awesome the game is just by the back cover because it says there's a dedicated dance button so you can dance anytime, anywhere. It's fully accessible to colorblind and deaf people, which are deaf players, which I think is very interesting because I've never seen that advertised on the game before um and it just looks really cool and it has the word whimsy on the back so you really can't go wrong with that uh (laughs) so i so i told shanna she did the unboxing with me and we're gonna have her try it out hopefully tonight because it looks like just a really fun game um so i got that in then another game i got in from limited run games was one of their distributed titles um from monster couch and muha and tactile fusion and that is thea the awakening Oh, so nice. that came in. Looks really cool. Has a manual inside. What type um, of game is that? So this looks to be a strategy with card-based elements. Oh, okay. um, I mean, that's what it looks like. I thought that's the type of game it was. Like, hopefully I'm not wrong. It says explore, craft, gather, construct, decide for your people, fight, triumph, convince, and survive. So it's definitely like a tactical type game. Uh, looks very involved. I'd like to say I'm going to try it one day but I don't know just because I get nervous <laughs> with games like that. Um, but we yeah, have, so that's to make in. it a play cast thing or something. Yes. So that was the next game I got. 
And then the final game actually came out a while ago, but I just got it. It was Assassin's Creed The Rebel Collection. So it's oh, a, yeah. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag with Rogue. Um, but part of it is a download. So that was a, a bummer. But they came in. So that was the one, two, three, four games I got. And I'm really mad because today I was supposed to get my Torok 1 and 2 collectors. And for whatever reason, it's just bouncing between post office right now through UPS. And I'm getting worried that I'm never going to see this thing. Um, <laughs> but hopefully by next week, I'll be able to say that it arrived. I just think of it like bouncing around, like literally bouncing. <laughs> They're like, haha, we got JP's game. He's not getting it. <laughs> I don't know what I did to them. I'm pretty nice. So anything but. else, uh, Barry, that you got? Um, All I got were the uh, two new Amiibo that came in. Um, oh, today hey. and Richter? I was sup- Richter and yeah. uh, Dark Samus. Nice. And I was supposed to get Tokyo Mirage Sessions, but apparently Best Buy decides Monday is now when it's going to be delivered. Which oh, that's that's when my Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game is coming in from them. I'm so mad. Hey, my uh, my Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game came in today, and I've been playing it, it a little did. bit. I played it a little everyone, bit today. <laughs> everyone likes Jeffrey. He gets well, everything. I got mine yeah, on so Amazon. Well, here's the thing. This is a big change for us here on the Playcast because I was in the middle of nowhere and never got my stuff on time. <laughs> now, I, now I'm now i near an Atlanta hub and I'm getting everything really fast. <laughs> I'm getting stuff like a day after I order or the same day and they come and like deliver it immediately and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> so cool though. But yeah, Shannon, um, we're moving to where the mail hubs are. Yeah. But it's like I got the Xbox One version and I hadn't, hooked up my xbox one in the bedroom yet so like uh-huh. i had to hook that up i had to delete stuff off of hard drives i oh my god it, it took me like hours to just get that thing ready but it also let That's me a, unpack some stuff <laughs> so did you try it yet um i did i uh played through the the beginning section and it seems like it's grand theft auto with with kakarot with goku <laughs> it's it's really crazy um i haven't gotten you know too far yet i literally just mm-hmm. took food back to chichi and got yelled at so <laughs> i just know it's it it seems like it's gonna be a game where it's gonna suck me in um uh-huh. so i definitely got to play luminous avenger first <laughs> yeah so that's gonna be my goal is luminous avenger which I'm going to play on the handheld. See, that's my my key. Is I'm playing the handheld mm-hmm. switch, and then I'm going to jump over to to Kakarot um, in between. Nice, nice. And, and of course, in between all that, uh, perfect segue is I'm almost done with this switch book, JP. Oh my god! Okay, everyone's clapping. I got it's all free. I got all the <laughs> formatting done of all the um the different text wow. for all the digital only. I got JP's section done minus pictures. He's gonna get me. Um, mm-hmm. I got about six or seven of the contributor sections formatted, which I think there's about twenty contributors. So that'll mm-hmm. take me one more sit down session to knock mm-hmm. that out. Um, which I'm either do tonight or tomorrow night. Um. And then I went, I did, I wrote 10 pages for an intro for the launch of the Switch. I wrote my own book intro. I did the tribute page. I did formatting for every single chapter. Um, so, and I did the whole um, index, the game index in the back. So mm. it is about done. Um, wow. And then once I get a bow on this and it's going to go to the editor um, and as it gets edited, um, and that's one thing I'm going to have to hit JP up with on lo- offline is there was somebody who commented they wanted to do editing for the book, too, one of the members of the Switch Core community. can't remember yeah. who it was. 
Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That vaguely sounds familiar as well, but I thought that was, like, way early on. It was. Oh, and if if that person's interested, it never hurts to have an extra set of eyes. It really does. Yeah, I was going to say, do you plan on having anyone kind of just go through to make sure all the games, you know, we, we touched upon and stuff like that? Well, we might have to sit here and I might have to live stream the book like we did before. Mm-hmm. Um, all the games are there for sure. I've went through that like 20 times. Um, but, but going through and I go through each page, we look at the developers, the publishers, make sure I didn't like copy and paste something somewhere with mm-hmm. the wrong developer, publisher, date, stuff like that. We have to go through that. And that's just error checking is what we have to do. And I might just live stream it and we all watch it and just see if anything pops mm-hmm. up at us and we'll live it on maybe a Facebook page or something. So that way mm-hmm. all the members of the switch core community can come in too. And I, as I said, the more eyes on it, the better. Um, yeah. and it'll be, that'll be like our final check as it's, as the text is with the editor. Um, yeah, you don't want every game developed by JP switch mania. <laughs> well, exactly. And, <laughs> I've came across a couple that were jacked up already, so I'm mm-hmm. glad I, I caught them. But there's always one error that I miss no matter what release I do. I just don't <laughs> want there to be like 10 or 20 errors. Yeah. It. Like that'd be, we want it to be a definitive source. So um, So now once this is, you know, sent to printing, what's the plan with year two? Oh, we got a while till year two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to take a little break? Um. Well, I have two projects to get out before year two. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, one is a game release that I'm doing with a game developer on the Switch um, mm-hmm. that's got to get out there, and we'll give more details on the Playcast as they come around, but it is going to be a book release with it. Um, strategy mm-hmm. guide, full narrative book, plus definitive edition release of a game. We're not, releasing, we're not re-releasing the game, though. Um, making games better. And nobody's doing that. But it's going to be a full like narrative with story and everything. It's going to be amazing. Um, so I'm going to be doing that, which is... That's going to be not in the same wheelhouse and skill set as a complete Switch or Switch Collector or complete NES. But I also need to get out mm-hmm. the complete Genesis this year. Mm-hmm. So, But that's writing a thousand reviews. Um, My God. Yeah, but they're small it's reviews, about. just a thousand, but they're small. You know, they're not like, I'm not writing two, one to two pages, I'm writing one one paragraph per game. So I love the optimism. It's only a thousand short reviews, and I'm like, oh my god, like two would be a lot for me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I did, you know, a 630-page Super Nintendo book, and 500-page... That is true. 500-page... Uh, NES oddities, not licensed book, and the <laughs> Virtual Boy book that ended up being 180 pages. And the only the only issue is JP and Barry is that every time I release a book, I up the bar on myself, um, <laughs> and I like the format from this. So I'm like, man, I could do the complete Genesis and have some of the more prolific games get a page or two. And then, mm. so you get your normal, mm. you get your normal paragraph for most of the games, and then you get into like a Sonic the Hedgehog, which would get you know a couple pages, you know, th- mm-hmm. throughout all of the games. Um, and I think that what might be an interesting aspect because that was one of the complaints that I had with the NES and the complete Super Nintendo is like Zelda: Link to the Past gets a paragraph, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers Three gets a paragraph, like it's they're prolific games and. 
that's the only thing, and that just pushes year two back. And so I'm thinking that we're going to probably be talking about Switch year two come the fall, mm-hmm. just to give us some time to... Because uh, the thing is, we're not going to launch it before it's written and formatted. It's going to be done. Mm-hmm. So that way there's not this long wait for backers. You know, because right. it's still going to take four months after, even if it's completely done. And it's because it, mm-hmm. we still got contributors and extra stuff and stretch goals. And it it's crazy. And you got to realize, too, is once this book's in the printing, um, in printing, it's not done yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we still have all of the cards to make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of that at the format, all the cards. Um, I still got to put together all the limited editions. I got the cases in the mail uh, from Nintendo yesterday. Um, nice. So I still got to create all the limited edition cases. Um, I don't have the pins in yet, but I have to put the manuals in with the cases and mm-hmm. um, and everything like that. I have to do all the wooden book covers, and I got to ink all those by hand. And I'm still finishing the virtual boy inking, by the way. Not even... Close to being done. Oh, my God. I just looked back. Holy cow. Um, I got all that to do still. So there's a lot to do still with this release that I'm going to need a palate cleanser in the middle. Um, <laughs> it might just be that game release, and then I go straight into year two while I still work on the um, Genesis book in the uh, concurrently. And mm-hmm. whatever one gets more to a level of completion first is what we take to Kickstarter. Um, but I know people are going to be clamoring for year two. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm saying year two, but it might be two books. <laughs> uh, and just wait till year three. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, is I, we don't want like a thousand page book because it just would be a nightmare for binding. We want to keep it under 500 pages. So mm-hmm. like it'll just be a natural split. However, it works every year. Um, we're going to do every Kickstarter for every year, though. And I'm going to work it all out where it's going to be in one working file and then I'll just split it where I need to and we'll we'll then have to create some way to justify some major games in each one because that's going to be the hardest part is like JP's collectors tidbits and stuff well you're going to have to do it only to the first half of year two and, mm-hmm. and it might be just the introduction of limited companies or who knows but it'll be it's it's going to be fun though because once we figure that stuff out it always clicks like a light bulb mm-hmm. and it works out perfectly. I don't know how, but it always works out perfectly. It's weird. <laughs> um, Good. I do I do want to say though I'm going to do a lot less complexities with year 2. Uh, we had way mm-hmm. too many moving pieces with this one, man. <laughs> like I was like looking at it I'm like, "Man, we got a the sticker pack in the t-shirt and the pint glass and the arcade which the arcade guy still hasn't gotten back to me so <clears throat> oh boy so i i need jp to start badgering the, the arcade guy get him yeah i will get him um so let's let's uh, do a, a segue here jp and uh what's available and what are new games that are coming out Hmm. Well, today was actually a lot of announcements. I don't know if you've been keeping yes. up with them, but I, so I know we'll, two of them. Yeah. So I think the two that you know, it's way forward, right? No. Am I correct? Okay. Well, one that, with that. So, well, one that I know is VGNYsoft. Yes. Uh, so Finding Teddy 2. Yeah. They announced. 
pre-orders haven't opened yet. They're going to open on January 20th for their North American cover, uh, similar to how they did Gigantic Army. So there's going to be 1,500 covers available through their site. Um, there's 3,000 covers of the Europe, the, the Peggy release. The <laughs> you European hear what release. I'm hearing, Barry? There's there's that many covers of the game. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. 1,500 oh, yeah. covers. I already pre-ordered oh it on their copies, site, and copies, I copies, think copies. I'm going to stop. <laughs> I think I'm going to cancel <laughs> and just do the VGNY and call it quits at that point. It's just too much. 1,500 covers. Oh I did not mean covered. Okay. <laughs> We're going to rewind. So, really? VGNY has the North American cover. There's going to be 1,500 1500 <laughs> copies. Pixel Hearts, the publisher, um, they have their European cover. They sell 250 of them directly on their website, with the remaining going to a few retailers in Europe. Nice. So Just for Games um, is handling that as well. So we'll most likely see it on Amazon France again. Um, and then it's actually not confirmed. So I, I posted a picture because I had gotten this information from Soft. But Pixel Heart actually told me that it's not finalized yet whether East Asia Soft, or I'm sorry, Play Asia, is going to be doing an Asian cover like they did with Gigantic Army. Okay. Most likely they will, but they're actually still uh, in discussion. So for now, there's technically two covers for Finding Teddy 2. And what's officially. cool about that one is because I got an extra copy of Gigantic Army in the mail, um, I mm -hmm. reached out to VGNY Soft, and we're going to do a Switch Mania Playcast uh, partnership when we cover Gigantic Army in the future, and we might do something similar to what you did with Gigantic Army with um, Finding Teddy too. Nice, nice. So I'm not Good. sure if we'll be able to get a number one or what, or maybe a matching number twenty for the number twenty that we have for Gigantic Army. I don't know, um, but we'll be doing some kind of giveaway for for listeners, and that means listeners, you gotta chime in. Um, you do have to chime in. That's yeah. how you win cool stuff. That's how you win cool stuff. JP's the master, so he's probably going to run it himself. <laughs> oh, man. I had, you know, it's funny. I go to work this morning and I tell my friend, I'm like, you know what? It feels weird. I don't have any giveaways going on right now and it's kind of lonely. And then, well, you know, bam, at around like 11 o'clock, I launched the Atelier Dusk Trilogy Asia English physical release giveaway, partnering with Play Asia. So we do have a giveaway again. And I actually have one coming up. Everyone gets to hear about first here from Pixel Heart. We're going to be giving away two digital codes nice. uh, for some of their games. Um, we actually, I have a lot of stuff planned, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, but yes, yeah, giveaways we're gonna be, are. We're going to be giving away physical stuff here on the Playcast because that's what we do. That's good. So we physical do. stuff is good. Physical. Let's get physical. Um, so the okay. the other one that I was tracking was um, yes. from NIS America. Little yeah. Town Hero. Little Town Hero. Big Idea Edition. So we're seeing a physical. Yes. And it's I hope that gets a standard. It's 50 you know bucks. What? So here's here's what I think, and I could be <coughs> wrong. I think it's going to be similar to um, Liar Princess, uh, Blind Prince, and also the Psycho Collection, where yeah. it is like a deluxe edition, but it's the same one that's in retail that's on their website. Because Probably. It, I didn't see that it said exclusive, so mm -hmm. I have a feeling that this is the one that you're going to see in stores. Um, we'll know more soon enough, but I have a feeling that's what it is. But I don't think it's going to be just you know the casing cartridge on its own. But it's like yeah, think, it's like fifty bucks for this thing though. It's not bad. Yeah, which, for a soundtrack no, and a book think, and everything like that's yeah, super cheap. Which is which I why which is why I think that is going to be the um, just a regular physical release. But I'm I'm very happy because I was actually surprised when they announced it as digital only. Um, so it's nice to see that we're getting a physical of that. 
Yeah, this but is that wasn't the second Game Freak game that's coming from someone other than Nintendo because yes. it was like Giga with, that's with limited run, isn't it? and now this with NIS. Interesting. Well, it's good. They're well, we're getting their games. I don't care how. Yeah. 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 Um, so another game that got announced today and actually went live for pre-order today in honor of Red Art Games' second anniversary, Candleman got announced. Yeah. Um, so there's 2,800 copies available on their website right now. The game actually looks really cool. Um, a lot of people, surprisingly, I actually had never heard of this game. But when they announced it, so many people were really happy. Like, at first, I almost like always think that people are just being sarcastic, almost. But then, like on on all the different Facebook groups I'm in, on Twitter, everyone's like, "Oh my God, yes, this is getting a physical." So happy about it, and it looks cool because I guess the premise is you're a candle that burns for about 12 seconds or so, um, and I guess it's a, a platformer type game with that element, and it looks really cool. Yeah, it's so it's a unique puzzle platformer where light is both a welcome ally, a deceptive foe. You can only burn for 10 seconds um, at a time. I think that's pretty cool. It looks um pretty cool, though, because of the whole atmospheric aspect, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm looking at I the liked. pictures just on their yeah. website, and I think this is going to be a good one. And it says standard edition includes a sle- an outer sleeve with the case, and you also get a 20-page mini booklet. So, yeah, it's uh, it's supposed to release in April, <coughs> so it's not too long from now. Uh, it's only twenty nine ninety nine euros, which is like thirty three, thirty five bucks, maybe. So no, I know bad, one of their thing. later releases. They did like a UK version as well as the France version because people yes. want English in the back. Is are they just doing that as a standard thing now with English in the back, or is this going to be more French in the back kind of deal? That's a good question. I don't know. There is only one version of this, but you're right. I think they have started to incorporate English a little bit more. Um, but that's a good question. I can always ask them and see if that's something that they're going to be. Uh, doing moving forward yeah the one you're talking about is like english and french in the manuals yeah Hmm, interesting but that wasn't all for today because also limited run games has way forward day today Mm -hmm. so pre-orders opened up i'll talk about the switch and then maybe barry you could talk about the ps4 one uh if you know it off the top of your head but uh, (laughs) the mighty the mighty switch force collection and the vitamin connection uh got announced or opened up for pre-order today on limited run games so those are available now there was regular and collector's edition and mm-hmm. on their website as of right now which is 6 50 p.m everything is still available so if you want the collector edition you can by the time you hear this i don't know if it will be but actually the ps4 one is called mystic bell mm-hmm. um so it's three games that they released today all from way forward and i think that's really cool you know they had a whole day around it they actually have uh switch cases with river city girl logo on it the vitamin connection logo there's t-shirts there's vinyls that they're selling so they made a like a big day about it which was really cool um but let's see because i don't think that was it i think there's actually a little bit more so i wanted to just share one other thing that i actually got to announce today which i'm really excited about limited run games and pm studios allowed me the opportunity to uh exclusively announce their new title coming out Uh so did you both know about this no No, i did not great so you're gonna really like this i think i think both of you really like this so it's called streets of red Hmm. don't know if you've heard of it oh i Um, saw your post on that yeah so it's a distributed title through pm studio or through limited run games from pm studios 
But what I didn't realize at the time, until the press release came out, is there's actually going to be a collector's edition. And in the collector edition, the box looks like an NES retro box. Ooh. It has a retro replica NES cart, has a booklet, original soundtrack, and a variant cover along with a poster. What does this um, game play so, like? <laughs> yeah, so let me give me one second. Ooh. I don't like to say the wrong thing. Live so research. I'm going to pull it up really quick. So Streets of Red. This is Devil's Dare Deluxe. This is... Here we go. Okay. In Streets of Red, Devil's Dare Deluxe, the only thing scarier than being eaten alive is running out of quarters. A permadeath multiplayer horror beat-em-up that bestows players with the skills of retro gaming heroes in a fight against a legion of undead monstrosities. It's designed to be played over and over again, with each run offering up the potential for new content. Uh, content. So six unique characters, ever-growing level selection, work to keep the gameplay from getting old and rotten, while the easy-to-learn but hard-to-master combat system allows for plenty of depth. With every kill, you earn cash that can be spent on upgrades or to revive yourself when you die. So you better learn how to make cash fast, and spend it smart, because when you're dead, your save data dies with you. Oh, God. The, the chills, My thrills, bills, and opportunity to learn new skills here won't stop until every street runs red with blood. Are you up for the challenge of an anti-lifetime? So so what's yeah, weird is, like, I, I wonder why they have a NES Collector's Edition when the art is all has a unique, like, drawn look to it. I'm looking at it right now. Um, but it's like all hand drawn, like darker mm-hmm. artwork. That's not like the NES. One of the characters looks like um, Rick from Rick and Morty, um, for mm-hmm. sure. Like, like he looks like a alien version of Rick, like with a bug or something, like Wasp Rick. Um, but like, it's interesting that they must just be huge fans of the NES. I mean, I see a Freddy Krueger looking guy with like sheer uh-huh. hands. I see a bunch of cool stuff. Like, there's like a Zelda looking dude. Um, there's a ninja guy with Raphael size. A Magitech uh-huh. girl in a mech suit that looks straight out of Final Fantasy VI. Like, we're and, looking at the same picture. Yeah, and then there's like a, a shovel. <laughs> I'm looking at like uh, like seven or eight pictures right now. Yeah. Um, um, there's also like a guy with the shovel, like shovel knight, but the ghouls and ghosts looking dude. So mm-hmm. there's like representations of retro games but it's all drawn with like a new age art style um i haven't seen any videos but hopefully it animates well yeah yeah i think i I mean i looked at the trailer and yeah i um i'm looking forward to it there's gonna be five thousand copies of the regular edition Mm -hmm. they haven't announced yet the quantity for the uh collector's edition yet but i believe it's all going to be through right now (laughs) limited run games and the pre-orders open up on tuesday no eastern time yeah so it's not gonna so it's a fairly quick uh pre-order which is really cool yeah um and then also we saw super rare games tease their 26th release they didn't let jp have it this time what no i didn't get it they didn't let you have it this time that's what i said they didn't let you have it that's okay but on Friday, they're going to announce. So next Friday, they're going to officially announce what their next game is. And it's so with like an e- N or an M on the end? <laughs> yeah. N-H-U. That's funny. I think somebody I think somebody was starting to come up with games with U. And I was like, I think you're looking at it upside down just based on where the numbering was. He's like, oh, my God, you're right. And he had like a whole <laughs> list of U games. And I was like, oh, you're not right. <laughs> That's funny. But, but we are getting to the end of the month, which means also we should expect strictly limited games to be announcing their title because they normally do the last weekend of the month and we know miami hotline is supposed to be coming soon from special reserve games 
So, you know, this year is starting to ramp up now. We had a little bit of a lull, but uh, all the companies are starting to get into high gear now. Oh, it's about to get crazy. Um, and, that's, and that's also only the, uh, the limited releases. Don't forget, uh, <laughs> you know, we already talked about what came out this week. Mirage but I don't think what. Sessions. But I don't think what everybody knows is that on Tuesday, the Atelier Dusk trilogy came out in Asia. That supports yeah. English. On Thursday, My Tetsu Pure Station came out in Japan. That supports English. Um, I want to say it's a visual novel. I could be wrong. Um, but it's called My Tetsu. Then also today, we got Furwind. That officially came out in the EU. We got the Kemco RPG Omnibus from Asia with four Kemco games on it supporting english um <laughs> so that was this weekend and then the tokyo mirage session but then next week we've got even more games oh, and yeah. more games and it's and it, I'm, I'm looking at my list and it's starting to pick up and it's oh no it's crazy <laughs> that scares me oh yeah it's, it's about to get yeah. crazy um by the way as a um addendum to our question on what a rub is from Stern Pinball, they actually <laughs> yes. they actually tweeted back a gif of my video and me rubbing Turok 2. <laughs> so I was rubbing. They said, oh, we didn't get a rub on our game. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm over here. That's like, it. Post video has to go up. I, ha- I have to I have to do a, a rubbing on... To. On Stern now. I'm gonna you have to, to formally apologize in your video, and then I you gotta rub it. that game. Gotta rub that game for good luck now. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We gotta start a trend going. Everyone's gotta get their Stern pinball, start rubbing and just tagging them. Hashtag rub the pin. <laughs> rub love. <laughs> rub love. Rub a dub love. As I'm still looking at that Rick picture. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go on Twitter and be like, why is rub love trending? <laughs> rub love. Is, oh my god, it's Jeffrey. <laughs> we, we have to do like everyone doing it with Stern pinball, and then one person does the the Star Wars pinball game. Go, oops, you know, mistake, wrong pinball. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, so JP, we have uh, three minutes. Is there any addendums that you would like to put out? Well, well, we can we do a smash direct in three minutes? I don't think we Possibly. can. I don't think. I we don't can. know. Um, Smash Direct, it's now called uh, Sma- Super Smash Fire Emblem Brawl. I don't know. <laughs> Fire Brothers. <laughs> salty, and they shouldn't be. Yeah, so so basically the the fifth character announced was the one the one of the protagonists from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, Internet's pissed because they didn't get their Waluigi or anybody else that they would have liked, but no matter what, somebody would have complained. Um, mm-hmm. We got a lot of Fire Emblem. Got it. But they they also announced there's six more characters, and uh, we also got a Cuphead me skin that should tide some people over. Mega Man, yeah, yeah Mega Man X, Mega Man X, and, and uh, Battle Network. Was it Battle Network? Yeah, and Battle Network, and and Rabbids, and Rabbids, and and a, Altier from Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. Altier and a Link from uh, Breath of the Wild with the ancient armor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they got a lot announced. I mean, obviously, they wanted the, the final character to be somebody from, like, a different thing. But I, yeah. I get why Nintendo did it to try to promote um, Fire Emblem some more. Get more people. Mm-hmm. Get some eyes well, on it. Get some more so They're aware of things because they even said, like, what? You too many swordsmen? And <laughs> they were... I mean, they if they included any of the heads of the three houses, the the fans of the other two would have been like, well, what about our... You know, the people we chose. So I think this was the best solution mm-hmm. for them to include the best rep- representation because uh, he uses all 
all the weapons. And I like that because he plays very differently than the others. And I think that's where people just look at a swordsman, just like a fire emblem. Oh, look, it's another Marth clone. But it's not. And people are just too quick to judge. And people are just too butthurt because their character that they wanted didn't get in. And like you said, no matter what, people are going to be upset. If, If this was another Mario character... They, they would have said something. If it was another Zelda character, they would have said something. If it was Master Chief, they would have said something. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. There's always going to be people who are going to be upset. The important thing is, <laughs> A, be happy for the people that wanted the character. B, know that there's more coming, so just be patient. Hopefully yours gets in. I'm still rooting for Rex, but who knows if, if we'll get some more Xenoblade love. Mm-hmm. But Sakurai doesn't have to do this. Sakurai could have released Ultimate and been done with it. Yeah. The fact is, is that they they're keeping adding new content, and there's a lot of love to this. There's a lot of love to the stages, to the music, to the the move sets. They're trying to create unique characters, and even though it's another Fire Emblem character, he is still a unique character, and mm-hmm. that is what's important. So be thankful if you don't like it, and you already paid for the the pass and that's your one character you didn't like and you got four good characters and wait for the next pass that's fine but but well, really and i liked how the, when they did the next pass they're like there's five and then they added one i think that added one's going to be your waluigi <laughs> i figured that in the next pass we would get two guaranteed characters we would get byleth and we would get a starter from sword shield Final Evolution. Yeah. I figured those are two pretty safe bets. I did not expect Byleth here. The fact that we got him here definitely took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I expected another third party, but I did expect him to be added to the game eventually anyway. Um, so, who knows? We, the other six characters have already been confirmed. Yep. Like, like they already, they've already been determined. So, who knows? I'm still holding out hope for Rex. <laughs> and so, who knows? Maybe they'll do something with Echoes. So, JP, like we're, Echo. we're one minute over, JP. No, that's it. I'm done with this. I'm done. You can't keep the time. I no. Can't keep no, 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 no. the time. I'm out. It's a okay. mouth. Well, you know what? We would have made the time if someone didn't have so many releases to talk about. Damn it. That's true. You know, I when we were when you were like, okay, let's talk about our new pickups. I was like, I got four. Like this is great. And then you're like, oh, why don't you talk about what's coming out? I was like, oh, why do you have to open up Pandora's box today? Seriously, like today was just a crazy day. It was. So right. many new announcements, and I mean, like all throughout the day, right? We start 10 a.m. We knew about limited run, but started at 10. 11 red art games. Then there, it was like 3:30 p.m. for NIS to just to pop up with little town here. I'm like, where did this come from? Uh, yeah, every week it's so funny. On Monday, I always, you know, I, <laughs> I scroll through all the retail sites, and I always wonder, like, by the end of this week, what's going to be new on these sites that we didn't see and we didn't even know about? Also, we didn't even talk about Metro. Uh, Redux. Redux. Yeah, Metro Redux. Yep. We didn't even talk about how awesome that is. And I don't think what people realize, so hopefully they're listening now, is that if everyone remembers with Saints Row when it came out, GameStop had a pre order bonus in a <laughs> special packaging that looked like a Switch box yeah. that had like the stuff. They're doing the exact same thing. They're doing a, um, I forget the term that they use, it was like a pre order pack. And I think everyone thought that all those physical goodies, it was like a poster, a coin, and whatnot was going to be at all retailers. It's not. It's going to be the exact same thing where GameStop is going to be getting it again, and in the UK, a Game UK is going to be carrying it. Hey, so, you're saying I have to pre-order this at GameStop. Oh, absolutely got to get it at GameStop. And JP, and my, say, my wife just peeked her head in and gave me a look. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I will say that this should not be appearing in other retailers because the press release said 
oh, if you pre-order at select retailers, in parentheses, it's GameStop, you'll get this. And it was the picture of all the goodies. So it makes sense. Deep Silver um, was the one who helped release Saints Row on the Switch. So it makes sense that they're doing the same kind of thing again with a, a goodie pre-order pack and using GameStop again. So is, is there another like slipcover and all that stuff like that? I didn't see an, an alternate slipcover this time. I actually don't even know how it's going to be packaged. They didn't show. I don't even think they show what the box looks like. Um, but I'll double check again. But no, I didn't see an alternate Switch cover this time. <laughs> well, what about like the slipcover? There was also a slipcover in addition to the alternate. Yes, there was. You, yep. Oh, you mean like the outer box? Outer, outer box, box, yeah. Outer yep. Yeah. I think it's going to be something similar to that where it's going to be able to fit everything in. And it makes sense to keep it to, around that size. Um, now you're making me want to look it up. But we are out of time. So, yeah, so we'll talk about it next um, week. Um, we should talk about where we can find each other. So, yes. So as always, you can find me at HagensAlley.com along with this playcast. Um, as well as at Hagen's Alley on Facebook, the Twitter, and at Hagen's Alley Books on Instagram. What about you, Barry? You could find me on that there, the Twitter, at Hawk Hellfire. You can find me on YouTube and on Facebook at Nintendo Fuse. Awesome. All right. And for me, JP Switchmania, find me on Twitter, website, JP Switchmania, YouTube, Instagram, and our Facebook community. Please join. We're having a lot of fun there. Um, and yeah, and Barry just, uh, okay, I'm sorry. I have to correct myself. I won't feel right if I don't. Uh, <laughs> Barry, you are correct. Um, so the Metro Redux Ranger Cash Pre-Order Pack, it does come with a game case sleeve. So it is going to be just like the Saints Row. It comes with a double-sided alternate inlay. It comes with a pin badge set, double-sided art cards, and A2 double-sided poster as well. So See, see right. what happens, Barry, when you get JP worked up. Um, maybe, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe by no, next week though, JP could figure out how to not have his microphone rub on his shirt the whole time he talks, and we'll be, we'll be. Oh good. come on! Because <laughs> I hear it's scratching every time you talk, man. It's the headphones. The the phone is on the table. I don't know what you're hearing. Uh, you know what? You're gonna come over and teach me how to do this correctly. I'm gonna have Barry drive over and just slap you while we're recording. <laughs> That's true. We were supposed to to go out tonight, but no plans yeah, changed. He's gonna I'm slap you for scared. real. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, everybody, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Have a good one.